You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, from LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com, and this is episode number three, entitled Lawn Care Business Marketing. What works for me? Well, everybody, thanks for joining me again for another episode. And uh, in this episode, I'd like to uh, take the time to talk about uh, what I do for marketing in my lawn care business and um, more about... Uh, what actually uh, truly works for me. Um, so in my lawn care business, um, there's a few things that I rely on, um, and we'll touch on them um, more in-depthly in one by one. But uh, essentially, um, I rely on my website, on uh, the graphics and logos on my trailer, um, on a Google Places uh, listing, uh, which is now, I believe, part of Google+, Plus, um, and postcards, um, essentially. So let me go through these. Um, the first uh, being the website. Um, this was one of my uh, main focuses uh, right from the beginning when I was starting out and planning uh, the business. I wanted to... Um, ensure that uh, the website was very professional looking and unique um, from a lot of the other websites out there. Um, I really uh, would visit a bunch of different lawn care websites and check out what other people were doing and um, wanted to uh, make sure mine looked very professional. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, amateurish looking ones and I thought that uh, that would turn off people right away. Um, after all, you know, being, um, I think I've mentioned in other episodes, um, that, uh, sort of modeling the brand and the company after, uh, other companies like, uh, the Wayne and Hunter got junks where the, you know, you have your professional uniforms and professional looking trailers and, and people, uh, sort of know what to expect right away, uh, that they're, uh, dealing, uh, with a reliable and reputable company. So I carried this over with the branding and the logos and colors uh, through the website. And uh, I figured that uh, for in most cases uh, nowadays that um, people are uh, going to uh, use their smartphones more and more often. Um, you know, every day people are pulling out their smartphones. I know I do on a daily basis. Um, you know, I almost uh, uh, don't use my uh, laptop or a computer as often anymore uh, because your smartphone is right there. You're watching TV, um, you know, you're out and about, you need to look up something, you just pull out your phone. Uh, so, I th you know, I was thinking most people are going to be searching their the web and uh, looking for lawn care services and stuff around and uh, that the website um, would be their first uh, introduction to uh, my company. So, like I said, I uh, focused on that uh, throughout the first winter. Um, and, uh, really tried to make it the best that I could. Now I've always been sort of, um, uh, internet savvy and would work on, uh, 
websites uh, myself uh, way back, uh, at least 15, maybe 20 years uh, now. I've been working on them. Um, I started with, I think my first website I ever did was uh, on the old um, hosting service. Some of you may be familiar with it was called GeoCities, where you could uh, sign up for a free website and you'd get this uh, uh, site. And back then there wasn't, um, you know, uh, too many uh, different, you know, easy ways to make a website. You basically had to do the HTML yourself. Um, so I would, um, I started learning myself back then by seeing websites that I liked and I would go into the uh, browser uh, menu and find the uh, source code uh, tab and that would expose all the HTML code. And, uh, you know, if a, if a page had, say, you know, a picture of a bird on it or something, I would find, you know, the reference to that bird picture in the code and see what the code was um, previous to that and, you know, what what it took, what line of code it took to uh, make that bird picture that you've uploaded appear at that certain spot. So, you know, that's a very difficult way of learning HTML, but that's sort of how I started. Um, but nowadays, there's so many uh, easier ways of going about it. Um, you have, uh, WordPress, uh, sites that are so easy to, uh, you know, install and basically, uh, you just drag and drop content onto your website. Um, there's different, uh, uh programs out there. Um, uh, even some older programs will still work. In fact, um, what I still do or what I have done um, with uh, my actual company website was a combination of using um, still an old version of Microsoft front page. And I sort of uh, built sort of the basic skeleton of the website that way. And then I um, would, you know, knowing a little bit about HTML, if I would come into a problem or wanted to do something different, I would try to figure it out or, you know, Google a solution and would insert sort of the code to fix that section. Um, a little bit more complicated. Um, so for, you know, if you're a bit uh, technically savvy, you can do it that way. If uh, that's not um, your cup of tea, then I would suggest, uh, you know, doing something like a WordPress uh, website where you can easily um, just pick a theme or a template and uh, easily upload photos. And um, it also makes it, uh, uh, more importantly, very responsive at the moment um, for, you know, having that website display on uh, in different formats for smartphones or tablets or your computer. So um, that's what I would suggest for now. Um, now, the I think the most important uh, part uh, of the website uh, that I did early on as well um, was obviously, um, you know, I knew that people would find the website uh, with my trailer graphics because I have the company name, um, you know, on my trailer and right underneath it is the website in a large, very, you know, readable font. Um, so people would, uh, you know, I knew that people seeing me working or with the trailer park or in traffic if they wanted to uh, contact me or need more information, they could easily remember the company name, you know, .com website address and, and find it that way. But I also wanted to, you know, uh, make people who are organically searching for lawn care, um, 
companies in their uh, areas or neighborhoods to be able to find it as well. So I found this solution with uh, having Google Places. Uh, like I said, back then it was called Google Places. I think they've since changed it now and it's rolled into part of the Google Plus uh, communities. Um, but basically uh, what I did back then was um, I would go, I went to the Google Places website, um, registered my business as a an, an actual real business. And what you do there is you basically you get a page listing of your uh, for your business and you can add um you know photos and logos and talk a little bit about you but um what you do here is you you enter the physical address of your business and what google does is to ensure that you're really a business is that they will over the next few weeks send you a postcard in the mail into your physical address and that postcard will have a a code on it uh, so once you receive the postcard, you go to back into your Google Plus's account and you verify the receipt of that postcard with the unique code on it. So once that's done, you're basically a verified business. So they know now that you're a real business, that you're not a, a spammer or something like that. So then they put your listing up. Now you can, uh, you know, if you're working out of your home and stuff, you can choose not to have your actual address show up. Uh, in your Google Places listing and just have it, you know, if you're a mobile business. Um, but Google just needs your address sort of in the back end to just verify that you're uh, physically a real uh, business. So once you're listed, you can uh, choose your uh, service area. And basically it starts out from whatever your address is and goes out sort of in a, uh, a circle around that. And you can pull the circle over your map larger or smaller and sort of encompass the geographical area that you want to service. So what happens here, once you do that, is that every time somebody uh, pulls up uh, their smartphone uh, or anything like that, and if they're in your service area, um, your listing, when they search for, say, lawn care businesses on Google and stuff, at the top of the listings, you'll see a lot of times when you're searching um Above all of the actual website listings, there'll be the places, the Google verified places um, listings on top. So your business will pop up uh, there. Now, the closer the person is to your uh, sort of center of your service area, the higher up in the ranking uh, you show up. So if they're right in sort of the, the neighborhood um, that your business is based out of, then you'll pop up as like the first listing there. And, and from there, you know, they can click on your uh, Google Places link, which goes to the Google Places page and has your little uh, blurb that you put out about um, your uh, business and, um, you know, the services you provide and stuff. You can have a link to your website so that they can go to the website from there and, you know, further see more uh, uh, information about your company and, you know, start being exposed to the branding and all that. So that um, was probably the best thing that I did because, and and giving it the time over the winter um, to sort of organically appear uh, in Google. Uh, it takes a you know a few weeks to sometimes a couple of months for that to really start to hit. Um, so it was good that I started that uh, here in the down season or off season, which is uh, October end of October. Uh, through till about March, April, when things start to start off again. Um, 
So during that winter period, I just uh, worked on that website every day, added new uh, content to it, uh, added new you know photos and pages. I tweaked it, changed um, some of the layout and stuff about it, and just you know really worked on it. Um, and that um, you know by the time the first that spring hit and people started to actually um, search for uh, lawn care business and stuff, this the phone started to just organically, um, you know, start to, to ring, uh, even before I even got out there, um, because people were searching and they were in the neighborhoods or uh, territories that I defined and, uh, the phone started to ring. So that was probably the best and still is today the best, um, source of new clients and new calls that I get, um, with every uh, customer that ever calls, of the business and uh, during my call um, I will ask them um, where they heard from us or how they heard about us um, and I keep a tally of this on my smartphone just in the notes app um, under like business marketing um, so I'll have a website uh, you know Google search website slash Google search um, trailers or trucks uh, word of mouth, um, that sort of thing. And every time somebody calls and I ask them what, where they found us or how they found out about us, um, then I'll go into that notes app and, and, you know, tick off a, a tally there for whichever one is that. So I can keep track of what's actually working. Um, now, uh, the second, um, sort of, uh, best thing that I seem to have, uh, stumbled upon was just doing, uh, really nice postcards. And again, um, doing them, you know, really high quality, full color, um, and customizing them a bit. So, uh, with this, I used, um, a service, uh, that you've probably all heard about is just Vistaprint. Uh, so I went on there and looked through their templates of, um, you know, lawn care sort of ideas and stuff and found, um, you know, a really nice looking, um, full color, um, template and photo and sort of background photo and stuff for the, the postcard I wanted to do. Uh, but what I did was I tweaked it and I uploaded, um, some different, uh, like a black color bar. Um, so normally like the postcard was, you know, your typical sort of a really nice front lawn looking with a, you know, a nice fancy sort of house sort of in the background and you can overlay your text and stuff over the front. Um, but I, you know, thought, you know, this might also be too, uh, you know, really popular, um, with other lawn care companies possibly using the exact same photo and stuff. And so I figured, let me sort of make it my own. So what I did with that one was I uploaded, uh, my own, uh, logo, um, that I designed in, um, Photoshop, uh, with a transparent background on it. And then I took, uh, because, uh, like I think I've mentioned in other episodes where my company colors are basically a back or sorry, black background with the green lime green uh, company name. And then the website, uh, address listed underneath in white, sort of the monster energy, energy drink, uh, sort of feel, um, for colors and stuff. So what I did was I uploaded just a black, uh, band of color, um, that I could overlay on top of the, uh, 
photo, the stock photo that uh, Vistaprint provided. So I, you know, I put this black band so that the bottom, you know, uh, third or quarter of the postcard was just solid black. And then I up put my color logo on that so that the whole um, theme or vibe um, would introduce them to my branding there right off the bat. As soon as they see the logo, they recognize it, the color and everything right there. The phone number was on the opposite corner in white, uh, right there on the front. Um, you know, I had to put a title um, overlaying on top of the, uh, the stock photo above the black band. Um, and I think I used something um, like um, uh, a full service landscaping all year round on the front. And then on the back of the postcards, I just listed, uh, you know, the weekly mowing starting at uh, price at the top and then uh, a bunch of other services like power washing and, um, you know, gardening, aerating, uh, dethatching, fertilizer, lime programs, that sort of stuff, a whole bunch of those on thing, you know, and then I, you know, be sh uh, was sure to add the, um, you know, fully insured and licensed and, you know, free estimates and that sort of stuff. So that was all on the back. Uh, the black, the back of the postcard was black and white. It had sort of a, a strip or band of color, or not color, sorry, a band like a black and white, a continuation of the same photo that was on the front, just sort of on the one side, um, with all the details and information in the middle, just black text on white, and then the front was fully full gloss, full color. Um, they looked fantastic, and uh, so with those postcards, I would just go uh, myself and. Um, walk through those neighborhoods that I wanted to target and I would just go door to door in my downtime. So we're talking, uh, you know, in January, February, uh, things are just, uh, you know, once the rains are sort of settling down, you get in the first sneak of sunshine coming out. People are, um, you know, craving uh, going outside, uh, but it's still, you know, too cold for the lawn to, to grow, but people are thinking about their, their gardens and stuff and paying more attention uh, when they're coming home. Because uh, it's not pouring rain and stuff, and they're not racing inside the house, so I would uh, start to deliver the flyers on those uh, days, and I definitely saw a pattern of, um, you know, nicer weather uh, yielding better results, and I think, like I said, this had to do with uh, people just spending more time outside uh, in the nicer weather when they come home from work. You know, they'd take a stroll or go for a walk, and you know, pick up the flyer and sort of thing where. Uh, and they'd, you know, be, uh, paying more attention, uh, to their, you know, land or sorry, the curb appeal of their home as they walked up to it. Um, whereas when it's raining and stuff, people are just more, uh, interested in, uh, just getting inside the house and not really paying attention to, uh, what their landscape looks like at the moment. So that was probably the second best, um, uh, marketing um, method that I used. Um, and I would get, uh, I would say, uh, it was actually very good for every, say hundred to 150 postcards I'd pull up, you know, deliver. Um, I would get maybe two or three calls from those. Um, so I thought that was, uh, pretty good. It was obviously a lot more time consuming, uh, versus the, the Google, uh, places listing, which was basically sitting there, uh, working 24 hours a day with uh, no real other effort other than designing the website and setting it up. Uh, the Google Places is uh, also free, uh, where the postcards you're going to put out an initial um, investment of uh, designing those postcards. So um, 
that uh, was another great method for me. And uh, let's see what we got here next. So the um, third um, probably method would be the trailer graphics. Now, I sort of alluded to this one in the first with people, um, you know, when you're working and stuff, they'd see your trailer parked and uh, and they'd be able to uh, see your website address there and stuff. But just having very clean trailers and very professionally done trailers um, really sets you apart. Um, you know, not having the trailer all old and rusty, um, having you know, your graphics coming off or all worn out and just beat up looking. Um, just keeping that sort of, like I mentioned before, the 1-800-GOT-JUNK vibe. Just clean, professional looking, not overly done. Um, I'm not a big fan of full like vehicle wrap graphics. And I'll get into that in another uh, episode and some examples uh, of that and why I'm not a fan of those. I really like just sort of the basic simple logo on a clean background. Um, I find it to be much more uh, visible and easier to read uh, from farther distances than when you have a whole bunch going on uh, with uh, full like vehicle printed wraps and graphics, uh, depending on how it's done. But um, for the most part, basic uh, vehicle uh, graphics are uh, are uh, sort of the way that I would recommend doing it. And on a sort of side note here, and I'll, I might get into this or do an episode just on this, um, but uh, being entrepreneurial, um, one of the um, business ideas that I had tried in the past was actually having a sign business. Um, and uh, so I had already had purchased a... 24 inch vinyl sign plotter. Now this is the machine. It kind of looks like a big printer and you buy colored rolls of uh, stick on vinyl and you load it into the machine and you design your logo or graphics. And this machine actually goes um, like a printer, but instead of printing on the vinyl, it's got a tiny little exacto knife and it, it basically pivots around and cuts out uh, the shapes of the letters and logos that you've cut. Now, if you have multiple colors in a logo, you have to do each color individually. Um, you would uh, stick them on to your uh, truck or trailer, and then you'd have to take the next color and sort of overlay it and sort of make it uh, work that way. It's the way signs uh, in vehicles have been done um, for the, over the last uh, probably 15, uh, 20 years um, before, uh, or sorry, uh, just after sort of the hand-painted uh, signs were popular. It sort of went to the vinyl, and now we're getting into uh, printed graphics where now they can take one sheet of vinyl, uh, you know, with a white background and actually print your logo in full color right on that and stick it on or do full vehicle wraps and stuff. Um, but the thing is, um, with the colored vinyl, it's still very popular. You see it everywhere. Um, and it's so affordable to now buy a machine and pretty, you know, with a little bit of time, uh, pretty easy to learn. Um, from my experience, it's you know pretty basic. I went from, you know, never doing a sign before and not really having any training on it and just uh, figuring it out. Um, and, uh, you know, I did that uh, uh, for a few years, uh, the sign business. Um, it didn't really take off for me, the business part of it. 
um, just sort of, you know, doing it. But I'm so glad that I did because I have the experience now and I have this equipment. Now, let me tell you a little story about that. Um, the thing that triggered me with uh, the sign uh, business sort of was just uh, knowing some people that we were in the sign business and graphic business. And they had years before um, purchased their machine. Now, back then, they had a very, very little uh, sign plotter. I think it was like a 12-inch sign plotter, size of your sort of desktop printer sort of thing. Um, and this machine back in, oh, 1997 cost them uh, roughly about $30,000 to cut out vinyl letters. Um, and they started their sign business back then like that. Now, fast forward, uh, you know, 10 or 15 years later, um, when I decided that I wanted to try it, you know, I just randomly started searching, sort of got the idea, started searching for vine, vinyl sign cutters and stuff, and was shocked to see that the prices had drastically dropped. In fact, um, I bought my 24-inch uh, vinyl sign uh, plotter, um, and now it was, uh, you know, a sort of a, a cheaper knockoff model of the more popular Roland models, but the uh, machine was still, uh, you know, a Roland model was now maybe $6,000 at that time, um, and the, the sort of knockoff one that I got was uh, just under $2,000. Um, and it was a 24 inch machine, so you could do larger uh, rolls of vinyl um, up to 24 inches wide. Um, now, looking back at that and, you know, doing a search today for a 24 inch vinyl plotter, you can find them for $300. So $300 now, you could buy a 24 inch vinyl sign plotter, go to your sign supply place, buy some vinyl and vinyl uh, letters or sorry, the vinyl rolls. Um, typically you can buy full rolls or you can just buy, uh, by the meter or by the yard, um, in length or by the foot, depending on how much you need, um, is crazy, crazy cheap to buy. Uh, we're talking, you know, three, $4, uh, per yard, uh, um, for, you know, uh, three to four feet of, uh, vinyl. Um, and you load that into your machine and you cut out your letter. So, you know, typically what a, a vinyl, you know, a sign shop, if you were to get some graphics done, you know, say you wanted your uh, vehicle done with some basic, you know, company name, phone number, that sort of thing. Um, and it might cost, you know, anywhere from, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars for, uh, you know, two doors and maybe the back tailgate or something of your truck to have your company name and phone number. You could typically... Um, or, you know, up to 300 to $400 to have, say, your trailer or enclosed trailer fully uh, graphic with all your, you know, sort of services and everything all over it. Um, you can probably uh, do that yourself if you were to, ha if you had a, a vinyl sign blotter um, for, you know, $20 in vinyl um, and then just the time to do it. Now, you know, it's not, you do need a few other supplies like the transfer tape and things like that, uh, that I may get into in, in others. But essentially, uh, the vinyl uh, sign plotter, once you design your uh, logo, um, you turn it into a vector image, which is sort of a line drawing, an outline of each letter, um, and the machine cuts it out. You uh, It cuts out the outline of those letters, so you pull out the vinyl. It's still a solid sheet of vinyl, but if you look very closely, you can see the cut lines of each letter or logo or picture 
then what you do is you go in and you pull out the negative vinyl or the vinyl surrounding those letters, the stuff that you're not going to use. Uh, so you pull that out, and this is all on a wax sort of sheet uh, backing. Um, and then you take uh, what's called transfer tape, which is basically a low-tack masking tape. comes in different um, uh, sizes, like you can get 6-inch roll, a 12-inch roll, a 24-inch roll. And basically, you s then lay this over what's left, so your logo uh, is left on this wax paper backing. You stick this transfer tape on, and what this transfer tape does is that it's it's just sticky enough to pull the letters off of the vinyl uh, masking, but once the or sorry off the wax paper backing, but once you stick the logo onto the surface that you're putting it on, uh, like your vehicle door or something, um, and you sort of squeegee it down, the transfer tape will pull off and the adhesive on the vinyl will be stronger than the transfer tape. So the transfer tape comes off leaving your logo and graphics on your trailer or, or truck. So that was a, sort of a, a roundabout way, um, but I'm glad uh, I sort of uh, got into the sign business at first or dabbled in it um, and uh, ended up this way because I've done uh, you know, all my vehicles, um, I do my trailers, um, I can do yard signs with Coraplast, uh, which is a sort of that corrugated plastic. I'll, you know, cut it up into uh, some, uh, you know, you know, two foot by two foot sizes or so, and, and can make my own yard signs to put on people's lawns during renovations and things like that. So it's come in uh, really handy. I can make my own magnetic signs and all that sort of stuff. And today, like I said, it's so much cheaper to get into buying a vinyl sign plotter. Um, so that's one thing I would uh, look into if you're um, uh, thinking about it, because for the initial price, you know, uh, it may cost you three hundred dollars to uh, uh, have your your truck or trailer uh, done in a vinyl sign, but you could take that money, invest in your plotter, learn a new skill, and then use uh, those skill throughout your business. Anytime you need a sign uh, or change things up or, you know, add stuff to your vehicles. You can just do it yourself. Um, so that's the, basically, uh, the overview of, uh, my marketing and what has worked for me. Um, so to just go over it again, uh, basically, uh, the best thing that was, uh, working for me is having the website and definitely having the Google places listing. Uh, the second thing, um, was the postcards and delivering those door to door and then uh, you know trailer graphics and keeping the consistency of the branding throughout uh, all of that um so uh, the fourth um and final thing would be the referrals and word of mouth um i find this one you know obviously it's one of the the better ones uh to to have if you can get it but it takes a while um, I also find um, it's not as popular. People don't really, um, I guess if somebody asks a, a current customer who they have mowing their lawn and and uh, and if they're happy with the service. Um, but I find just for the numbers of it, you know, you might get one or two of those a year uh, versus, uh, you know, the Google uh, ads where, where, you know, this time of the season you can be getting sometimes five, six calls a week. Um, just uh, organically through your website and having your Google Places listing.
So, uh, Long Care Nation, that is it for this week. Um, I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to join me. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, please head on over to longcarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. As always, if you find value in this content that I'm providing, I ask that you please take a moment to rate this podcast wherever you get it from. Be it on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio, it helps me out with the search ratings and exposes it to other people that it could help. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to join me next week for another episode. Until then, here's to wishing you all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business.